0: I do believe you will find this is more than true. Conservative marketplace. The views of the rich trickle down. Every good long term relationship is built on one of the participants not being eaten by a monster. One of the participants in a love story being eaten by a monster, of course, is the stuff of tragedy. Unless it's comedy. One lover suddenly being eaten by a monster, especially after some foreshadowing, I think you will agree. It's just about the funniest thing that could happen in a story conversely it is also the saddest especially occurring after a little foreshadowing it is a well-known philosophical problem this stuff of monsters whenever i have a character be eaten by a monster i don't plot it out because that's not the way it happens in the real world remember that a tragic love story is still a love story this may be viewed as a flaw The categorization of stories. I am tempted to write a children's book detailing all the possible permutations of stories wherein a boy and a girl, and other various pairings, meet, and one of them is eaten by a monster, differentiating for the readership those stories which are comedic in nature from those which are tragic. In the middle will lie a vast gray area. Such a book would necessarily be titled. Stories about monsters to make one laugh and or cry. I will then write a companion storybook for monsters, filled with stories about you, which will make monsters cry. Monsters have little sense of humor. Their sense of the tragic, however, is unsurpassed. Cupid of Hell Satan scratched his rump. He waited on Cupid king of hell waiting for a minor demon there would likely be punishment when it came it would be swift but slow and everlasting he was in no mood he hated cupid anyway a man in a diaper fine but carrying a bow with a quiver of arrows was pathetic a demon must choose diapers or arrows satan considered himself tough but fair and balanced Cupid strode in pridefully and late. This pleased Satan, but not much. It bought him minutes, precious minutes for Cupid to start his sales pitch. I have invented love, he announced. Then he said nothing. There was a moment of infernal silence. It was awful. A monster was born in the silence. Shadows shifted. What is love? Satan asked. It is the foulest thing, the worst ever, pure hell, said Cupid. Do go on, said Satan. I shall go on forever, for eons people will ask the question, what is love, said Cupid. It will bother the artists, the prophets, the common person. It will tread on them in wake and sleep. It will be a phantom of the past and a myth of the future. It will bury civilization, cause strife, heartache, acid indigestion, a litany of woes. What is it? Satan growled. It is what gives life meaning. It causes warm feelings, a sense of closeness, fealty. It is what binds souls together, said Cupid. You are seconds away from infernal Punishment! Satan screamed. It was a real good scream, Satan thought, the best. Satan made the best screams. His panel told him so, an unholy choir of yes demons. That is what they say it is, said Cupid. Like most things, it is not what it seems, not exactly. It is what ruins life. It is the cause of misery untold, a tale which cannot bear to be told. It makes one alone. It tears people apart. It is a cry in the darkness, a shadow on the sun. Details! Satan screamed. It was also the best scream, better than the one above. It is when two feel as one, Cupid said, beaming with pride. But most will strive for it forever without the slightest taste. They will feel as failures. Some will think they found it, and they will later find they have lived a lie. They will not know what is what nor why. They will question what is real. They will blame themselves, each other, everyone else. Still they will pine for it. The misery, the lost productivity, the violins. Tell me more about these violins said satan i have also invented violins said cupid the world's tiniest violins and no one loves them but that is beside the point poets will lament people will say they like it but most poetry goes unread as everyone knows satan tried to hide his poetry binder under his red ass oh the pain eternal time will stop only pain will exist said cupid ending the greatest sales pitch ever given He adjusted his diaper. There was another infernal silence. Shadows surrounded them, then scattered. Another monster was born to join the other. I am unimpressed, said Satan. He still hated Cupid. He was a nasty little thing. For was he not giving hope in addition to taking it away? In case, said Cupid, you think I am giving hope as well as taking it away. I would never, said Satan. It was a lie. He would thereafter be known as the Lord of Lies. Because he prides himself on uncomfortable truths, this would become a new sore point between them in the future eons. I assure you, what of those who fall through the cracks? The mistakes. It is clear you must let some actual love exist, real love, something close to legend to preserve the fantasy. Yes, said Cupid, but there are contingencies. Separations. Natural disasters. Happenstance. Inconvenience. "'Nastiness. Staggered lifespans. Children. Lack of. Moodiness. Frailty. The ballet. Ugh! "'Satan screamed. It was not the best scream. Satan edited it out of later editions. "'The ballet.' "'Yes,' said Cupid. "'The ballet. It looks graceful, but it is torture. "'And one more thing. In the silences.' Lord, the infernal silence is above. Monsters were born in the shadows, creatures with purpose. One will find instances of love and destroy them by eating one of the number of any happy couple it finds, and it cares not which of them it eats, for love is offensive to the creature. All creatures cannot be lovable, and by leaving one alone, by that way real love is transformed into torment, and the other monster whispers terrible things in the ears of sleepers about love, no love, lost love, love lost, and violins, violins. Sold, said Satan. Cupid would be spared, but he would spend eternity serving the interests of love. That was punishment enough, punishment enough for anyone. It is a burden, said one, to be irresistible, but if you are not, you would never understand. It is a burden, said another, to be resistible, but if you are not, you would never understand. They spoke past one another. I'm an incurable romantic, but with your kind donations, we are studying the problem. Congratulations, my friend. You have been listening to More Than True from DavidRaffin.com. Background music by Kevin McLeod and Revolution Void. This story was from the forthcoming book, Tragic Stories Disguised as Jokes. But why not stop by DavidRaffin.com and pick up Sex Robot Cuddle Party, a novel that condenses six billion years into a few hundred pages. Sex Robot Cuddle Party is presented as a lost novel by the son of the author, a pornographer and a communist, he infuses his creative work with political discourses. It tells the story of Rainy Day Tranquility, captain of the corporate surveying vessel Queen of Space, as she travels with her crew visiting dead worlds. In the future, human touch has been rendered deadly. Later, she is transported inside her favorite book, Cuddle Party, which she loves because in it, two people fall asleep touching. Sex Robot Cuddle Party is a comedy of loneliness, desire, and longing, and a tragedy of love requited. A loving homage to new wave sci-fi, absurdist theater, and erotica of the early 70s, featuring existentialist philosophy, atheism, Greek gods, artificial intelligence, and the miracle of fungi, in which all things are possible, dreamt or undreamt. Until next time, you are my favorite mythical creature.